What is up, everybody? I'm Sean, and I'm here, as always, with my brother Ian for another edition of the From the Stands podcast. This is our second episode. Ian, how are you feeling today, buddy? What's going on? What's up, everybody? I'm excited. It is basketball day. That is my favorite day. It is basketball day. Last podcast, we mentioned a little bit about what the NBA might be coming out with. They had a real opportunity to get creative. You were very optimistic. You felt that the leadership was going to handle this properly. I was more pessimistic, feeling that they were going to take the chalk approach. Well, we have the details. Ian, why don't you lay it out for the people? So um, it looks like everything passed with a 29 to 1 vote of the current system. Uh, the only holdout being the Blazers. We can get into a little bit why they decided um, it wasn't for them um, in just a little bit. Um, basically what it is going to be 22 teams, uh, 13 from the West, nine from the East. Uh, how they determined that was based on the number of games, how close you are to playoff contention, how close you are to the eight seed, because historically uh, you can't, you know, teams typically don't overcome a certain lead or a certain deficit, um, to get into the playoffs. So that was the cutoff. Um, they are integrating a play in tournament element, which to me, I really enjoyed. I don't think they went far enough, but we can chat about that in a little bit. We'll talk about it. Um, yep. Yeah, for sure. Um, basically, what that what happens there, the eight and nine seeds uh, will play each other if the nine seed finishes within four games of the eight seed. If that does happen, uh, then what you'll see is the nine seed will be given an opportunity to take two games total, um, two games total off of the eight seed. If they win both, they take the spot. If the eight seed just wins one of those games, it's a wrap. Um, in terms of the playoffs, everything else remains status quo. Obviously, the games are at Disney, um, so things like home court, home court advantage and things like that are out the window. Um, in terms of you know how it's going to look with testing and COVID and things like that, um, the NBA is planning to have uh, daily testing for the coronavirus. Um, you know, obviously, they'll get into more of that once we get closer. Um, and then in terms, the last thing, in terms of the Blazers holdout, the reason C.G. McCollum got into this a little bit today on Twitter. Um, on a separate note, he's a great follow. You should be following him anyway. Um, but the Blazers believed there were more competitive and innovative formats available. That's according to Woj. Um, so they feel like we feel, we feel like they could have gone, you know, a, a, a different route. Um, but this seems like, for a lot of people, it was the simplest way. Um, my only quick notes, and then we'll jump to you, are I don't know why we have so many teams if we have a COVID issue, number one. Um, and the two teams that did sneak in were Phoenix and Washington. I think everyone can live with the fact that they never saw those guys play again until 2020, 2021. All right, I'm going to jump, I'm gonna jump in you. here. I'm going I'm to jump in here. So one, one point that you mentioned on the overall – uh, scheduling aspect is each of the teams will play eight regular season games. They will Correct. count towards the overall standings. It seems that they will even count towards the lottery, which is very interesting because you can have teams actively tank like Washington to go 0-8 to finish with lower winning percentages than teams like Chicago and Charlotte who don't even get a chance to play in this. So I think that that's Correct. It's ridiculous. Now, you mentioned the testing. One point that, that was brought up, which was something that I didn't understand, is if someone tests positive, Again, their plan is to remove that player from, from the situation. Isolate and test the team. Isolate and test the team. Right. And as more cases come up, obviously take it day by day. My thoughts on this proposal that has been passed. Boring. You had every opportunity to do something creative. The World Cup was sitting right there. Right there. You mentioned 22 teams. What are Phoenix and Washington doing in this? Phoenix has to jump four teams to even to have a chance to play against Memphis to even get into, into the playoffs. This is ridiculous. The scheduling is going to be such that you are going to have these teams play against the remaining teams that they were scheduled to play against in that cadence. So what will end up happening is you're going to have – some teams, I think the Lakers have to slot in with, against a few other teams. Again, this isn't confirmed. This is from Kevin Pelton. He's, he's more so uh, speculating based off of things that he heard around the league. To me, it's just, this is boring. And you, and you brought it up in, in your intro here is, they were in a global pandemic. 
why are you adding two more teams, all of their staff, into an environment that is already going to be hostile? Like, you can't, we have one breakout, this entire thing's over. I get it. Anyone out there who's listening who hears, well, why would they have two more teams? Well, it's because you're guaranteed 16 more games, which means 16, a fraction of, of that percentage more of the money, which is fine. I, I get it in theory, but we're in a global pandemic here. Like, all you're doing is increasing that risk. And then all of a sudden, there is an outbreak. It's all gone. You lost all the money anyway. So why not give yourself the best percentage chance to actually actually succeed here? To me, it's just, I, I, okay. if you're going to go, you said simple. Simple to me would have been just, you could have done, you could have done 20. I get it's close enough to 22, but I just, I feel like there's safer well, ways. What this makes me think is that this wasn't necessarily all Silver's call um, because Silver is typically the kind of guy that wants to push the envelope on things. He wants to try new things. So to me, what that means, what that means is that this may have been, you know, a little more owners driven or players driven or whatever. Um, Look, I'm excited that we have the potential to have hoops back. There's no doubt. Um, You mentioned the, um, you know, obviously Washington and Phoenix. That doesn't make a ton of sense to me. Um, I would have liked to have seen, um, the, you know, go no conferences, try it. You know, it's been out there forever. The main reason to not have conferences is a travel. You don't have that problem. And B people like the conference rivalries and schedule with all that and schedule with all that. So, but we don't have that problem. Now all the games are played in the same place. It, It just would have been an opportunity to test it out would be, would be my only thought, but Look, I, I mean, maybe this works out. You know, the, the play-in tournament, um, it's not even a tournament. The, the play-in it's not a tournament. Two- yeah, enough of that. If people stop calling it a tournament. It's not. It's, it's one or two games against two teams. So, yeah, the play-in doubleheader. Or Series, uh, matchup, anything. So, so, so that, that has the potential to be really cool. Um, but I just feel like they didn't go far enough. You know, and I think what we talked about last podcast was the whole everything around the asterisk. You know, is this going to be an asterisk season? I think that's what we're seeing here is we're seeing that, that the league wanted to try and make it as, you know, as, as sort of streamlined as possible, as legitimate as, as, possible. as possible yes. because they don't want that. They know that basketball is, and you're going to see it when we're doing what, what we're doing next um, is really hot takey and they want to avoid that. That to me is what, what it all meant. Now, look, if, if, like I said the last time, whoever wins through all this, it's not an asterisk, it's an exclamation point. So they had an opportunity to get really creative, and they should have looked at this as a positive. Instead, here we are. Take it for what it is. Build something for what the situation is, and just be as entertaining as humanly possible with as minimal, uh, as minimal amount of risk as you can take. That's just my point. So I think that, uh, you know, we're not going to go huge into the breakdown of who's playing who. We don't have any scheduling here. The East is pretty straightforward. Uh, You know, there's still a little bit of a battle for the second seed. Four, five, six is very tight with Miami, Indiana, and Philly. Nets and Orlando are still battling for that eight seed. I guess Washington can get in if they get two more wins than Orlando does. They get into that play-in matchup. But I'm going to ask... I'm going to ask one thing to you here, and obviously we're Raptors fans. Uh, so, do you think this affects them at all? Do you think it helps no, them, I, hurts them? I think the only thing that they'd really miss out on um, is the energy provided from that building and that fan base. And I think you know, coming off the championship, when you're when you're in the building normally in the playoffs with the Raptors before the championship. It's, it's loud as hell. It's unbelievable, but it's tense because people are so, we're so used to, you know, us, you know, not getting it done. So now that we've got it done, that crowd has the potential to just be unbelievable. Jurassic Park humming, you know, I think that's a negative. I think in terms of the scheduling, you know, who we, we don't play, know. We don't know. We, we don't just know. don't know. We, no, don't, we know. don't know. The, nope. the only negative that we know right now is the, is a, um, the impact of the crowd and B we're a little bit of an older squad. So it's going to be interesting to see those eight regular season games are going to make a real difference for the Lowry's, the Gasol's, um, the Abacas, those types that may take some time to get themselves going again. Agreed. And it'll be interesting to see how Nick nurse deploys his team in order to, 
in order to get them minutes, get them reps. Like he doesn't need to go full out. He's got three games in hand on Boston. No, it's I gonna, think you're going to see him go. You're going to see him go a nine, lot of 10, minutes. 11, 12 deep. I and agree. You're going to see yep. Stanley Johnson. You're going to see some of those guys. In the West, it's a bit of a different story. So to me, this was where we had the real opportunity to have that really interesting play-in tournament, right? You, you have right now four teams out of the playoffs separated, separated by a half a point. Yeah, you probably got a, what, 12 good teams? Yeah, you do. Yeah. You got 12 I'm, good teams. Yeah, we're not yeah. – no, right. Well, yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd argue I'm not the biggest San Antonio fan, but, but, but I I mean, if you said, Ian, watch Orlando or watch San Antonio and Sacramento, chances are I'm going to lean to the West Coast teams. I, and, I'm, so, and I'm not going to go too deep into this. One of the issues with the current breakdown is, is going to be uh, the amount of games that these guys have played, so – not everyone's going to finish with the same amount of man games played and that's going to affect winning percentage and winning percentage is going to be the overall tiebreaker. So it's going to be interesting to see how that could play out. It is going to be a factor. We're going to see what that may come to. I had completely forgotten like when, I, when we were doing some research for this, I had completely forgotten about Memphis. Obviously, you know, JJJ and Brandon Clark both were hurt. They were coming back. They're going to be ready. Justice for this. Winslow. Justice Winslow. That was the one I completely forgot. He's on that team. Yeah. So it's going to be fun. Uh, obviously I'm looking forward to it. I just, for the overall construction of it, we're going to dive deeper into the matchups once we start hearing more about scheduling. We're going to do some NBA awards and do stuff like that. So the NBA is not going anywhere in our eyes. If anything, we're going to, we're going to focus more on it. I, it's just... That makes me happy. It, 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 we could have done more here. So, Ian, we've been I'm wanting... I'm excited about I this. I know you are. I'm excited know, about this. I know. We've been wanting to do this for a while. For people who don't know... My brother and I have been doing some, uh, some video work with this, uh, much shorter clips, and the whole genesis of this podcast came from the point of, we just need more time. We need more, we need more bandwidth to actually get to, get to the points that we want to get to and not feel like we have to leave things out. So even though, ironically, we left things out of the first segment, but I think that we can discuss that at a later date when we get more information. So Ian, explain to the people right now what we're getting to. So... Um, everyone for five weeks, um, was enthralled with the last dance. Now, um, it was unbelievable. I, I thought it was really well done. Um, you know, we can get into all the reasons why I loved it, but, but what it made me think about was, you know, um, Michael during that documentary was trying to cement himself as the greatest it's the whole reason the documentary came out. You can't tell me otherwise. Okay. Which is fine. Totally so, fine. It's true. And it's totally it's fine. It's fine. Yes. So when you think about the rest of it, when you think about, okay, when you, you know, when you put the rest of the history of the league in perspective, if you not just to rank them, cause everyone's ranked them. What if you were to draft playoff rotations and the pool of players was everyone in NBA history. Now, some of the results for us are going to be going to lean more recent because we're 28 and 30. So we didn't see um, George Mikan, Will Chamberlain, you know, those type of guys. We met, oh, but we are, we, guys. but we are going to lean on people that we respect and trust and their feedback on this stuff. For without sure. question, yep, without question. Absolutely. But I thought it'd be fun if we did a playoff rotation of who are the eight guys that you would draft. If you could draft on either side that you would pick if they could go head to head. So here's going to be the breakdown, Ian. We are going to do, as you mentioned, an eight man rotation. So we have to draft for the starting five has to be a point guard, a shooting guard, small forward, power forward, and center. And that's where it gets interesting. Cause obviously our best asset, especially for things that we have not seen yet is basketball reference. Right. Mm -hmm. And what we did not want was this to be positionless basketball. Correct. Just because Steph Curry is so versatile, he's long, and can shoot from half court doesn't mean you can put him at the three. That's not how this is going to go. It has to be within the realm of possibility from when they played to, to now. It's so, a common sense thing. It's a common, common sense, sense thing. thing. So if you, Otherwise, it's not fun. So if you look at it, you can put Tim Duncan as a power forward or a center. He played substantial parts of his career at both. You can put LeBron at small forward or power forward. What we agreed you cannot put him at is point guard. Because even though he's listed as a point guard this year, we all know he's a point forward. He's not guarding the other team's point guards. He's a, he's a, he's a forward. So stop it. Uh, so so th that's what we decided to do. And, and so it, it's not positionless. This has some structure from what we can and cannot do for plugging and playing. 
The three reserves, though, are going to be a little bit more fluid. So we're going to have you're going to have one guard, one forward, and one center. That's it. We're also going to draft a coach. Is there anything else you want to add before we get to this? So um, let's see. So we're going to have the eight-man rotations. We're going to draft a coach, which I think is going to be fun. Um, we're also going to add one wrinkle to it. We're going to add as a ninth man, as a ninth man, you're going to draft a towel-waving bench warmer, okay? And that can be anyone throughout the league's history, okay, that you believe could contribute to the chemistry of your roster. So rather than as your ninth man have, I don't know, um, John Stockton, okay, who may not make the cut in the first eight, you're going to have a, I don't want to give names away, but you're going to have someone that you're going to draft to your team as a pure chemistry glue guy, towel waver guy. Um, and one thing I want to make sure that we do, and then, we're, then let's get to the draft because that's what we really care about. The last rule that we have is – this is not a ranking of the greatest players. So if you mentioned Steph Curry, if Steph Curry gets taken, gets selected before Isaiah Thomas, it's not because we believe historically that Stephen Curry is better than Isaiah Thomas. Isaiah Thomas is the second best point guard ever, period, end of discussion. Not true. Steph Curry, that's, that's, Steph fine. Curry's, that's fine. That's fine. We, we disagree on that. This is going to be its own its own podcast. Okay. Steph Curry is not there yet. We're many, not how, saying we're not saying that one that we're that's not a ranking thing. No, we're your points your points correct. Yes, and just so you know, who, uh, how many MVPs Isaiah Thomas have exactly? So we can talk about that another day. And I love Isaiah. The last thing that I want to say, we haven't discussed this, but this this needs to go without saying. We are drafting all 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 time players. Now we are drafting them to, in a with the understanding that they are going to be playing in two days NBA because it has become the most efficient, right? That just because Michael Jordan shot under 30% from three in a single, in one of his best seasons of all time, you don't think that if the three pointer was, was relevant as it was, was now, sorry, relevant then as it was now that the, be, the best player of all time wouldn't know how to fucking shoot one. Of course he would. So let's, let's, I, w- I want you to understand that for me, I went in with the assumption that those all-time greats, if they knew they had to build that part of their game up, they would at least be better at it. It's, I'm not saying that they're going to be Steph Curry or Clay Thompson, but they would be better at it, and I think that that's a fair assumption. So, well, yeah, I mean, from, from 86 to 93, MJ averaged 33 points a game and was shooting 1.63s a night. Yes. So imagine if he did shoot threes. Or and Listen, it doesn't mean – I'm just saying that we trust Magic and Bird – and MJ and these all time, all timers that if that it was that important, then that they would have figured it out. Now you can always look back. I don't want to dive too much deep in this. We're going to get this. I want to get this thing going, but free throw percentage is always a big indicator of if they could actually tra- translate. Mm-hmm. So, but again, like Bill Russell shot 50% from the free throw line. He's not stepping out from behind the arc in the, in today's mm-hmm. game, but he doesn't have to. So, you know what? Let's get to it, buddy. We got so it here. You, so you got, so since this is, since it's the segment that I've been pushing for, for weeks and weeks, I will concede to you the number one pick, concede. knowing full well who it's going to be. I wanted the second pick because I, I wanted to have a little bit of variety, even though I think the first two are chalk. I'm taking Michael. It's not, it's not even close. Um, what can I say about Michael that hasn't already been said? Uh, nothing. The guy is a killer. I have the, guy, the best, the, the most talented, and the most competitive person ever to, to lace up a pair of basketball sneakers on my team. Playing shooting guard, number 23 from North Carolina, Michael Jordan. Next. So, um, this is super easy. Um, the, the whole last dance thing, okay, talked about, basically solidified how great Michael was. And <laughs> he was unbelievable, okay? The next guy is the second best player ever and it's not close, it's LeBron. So he's number two. And the reason that's who I'm taking is because he's 35. He isn't done yet. So if he wins championship, you know, if he wins one or two more, okay, we're discussing this greatest player ever thing in a completely different light. And for whatever it's worth, no matter, as good as Milwaukee was, nobody, not one roster in the league looked more like a like playoff ready roster than that team 
And he, we, he could have been on his way to his next championship. Maybe we'll find out in a couple of months. Yeah, he still could. Yeah. I, we- my guy is LeBron. The, the sheer longevity of what he's doing has only really been done once. By Kareem. That's it. Kareem, twice. Because Carl Malone did it too. Yeah, but so, on, not, they're not in the same sphere. No, but, but you're talking about like high, high level greatness for that long. So my pick, my pick is LeBron James. There's nothing else that needs to be said. Better passer, better teammate. It's LeBron. He's next. I think uh, we owe Tim Duncan an apology on the longevity conversation. I know he had some injury history he was in his awesome. career, but I think we owe him an apology. So I think part of this, and I, and I want to know from you, because again, we're, we're picking the peak of these players. So we know that they were great over a long period of time, but this is a playoff series. And a lot of these best players have had multiple peaks. That's discussed a lot is there's multiple peaks to these, to these athletes. For, for me, for Michael, I always kind of default to the early 90s Michael. You know, the, the late 80s Michael was a lot of fun. But the early 90s Michael was very much still at the peak of his athleticism, but was also crafty and, and had learned how to win, was very, very like, – like his uber competitiveness had just spilled all over the canvas at that point, right? So that's the one that I default to. I know a lot of people that watched him play really loved what he did in his – third or fourth peak which was the late 90s where he actually developed a three-point shot became more crafty and when his athleticism left him he just learned and and mastered the game of basketball I wonder what yours is for LeBron which iteration do you like the best so the the second and third year his years with Miami are two of the greatest seasons we've ever seen but if I'm gonna pick one the the one where LeBron was at his absolute greatest, if I'm picking one, it is 2017-2018 LeBron. Yes, agreed. From the team that went to the finals, that was the J.R. Smith fiasco year. And he was – now, as a, obviously as a Raptor fan, he killed us every time. But that level that he was at, he, he finally realized just how his brute strength and his, his sheer – force just allowed him to do whatever he wanted to me that is the best version it's the equivalent of what michael was in 97 and 98 where maybe like a like a little bit of the the of the athleticism is gone but everything else is so honed in that it doesn't matter so if if it's me if we're picking a year for these two guys only I would say 17 18 lebron but you can pick a range like his his second iteration in cleveland was incredible. That was when he learned, I'm the best player in the world. Well, and that's the wonderful, and then we'll move on to the next pick, but I have to say this. That's the, that to me is the most impressive feat of LeBron's career. Not how unbelievable he's been from 03 to 2020. What, the, the thing that impresses me the most is that dude came in the league with, with completely insane, insane expectations. Insane expectations. He's knocked every one of them completely out of the park. I don't know. Ask Skip Bayless. He wouldn't say so. Well, that guy's a... Yeah, you, I know you wanted to. <laughs> that guy... Uh, all right, so I'm even. on the clock. I'm on the clock. Yes. I really want to take Kareem. He's my, he is the third best player of all time. Agreed. Everything that I've seen. Agreed. The Milwaukee days of Kareem are untouchable. Like Wilt on steroids level numbers now, and I mean, and obviously Wilt is his numbers are on steroids for compared to everybody, but anyone that you listen to is just like he was better. I'm going to take Magic. I'm going to take Magic for a few reasons. First of all, I have Michael fucking Jordan on my team. Okay, so they they have to get along. Magic gets along with everybody, so that's number one. Number two, he does not need to score. So if I need a bucket, I have Michael. I am going with Magic, one of the best facilitators of all time, one of the best in the fast break of all time, great rebounder, has length. In today's NBA, guards every single position. I'm taking Magic Johnson with the third pick. He is going to be my point guard, and we are going to be an absolute handful in the backcourt. So I got no problem with that. I I think 
the reason why you don't go center is because there's so the many un, there's it's so many unbelievable centers. Yes. Now, the thing about Kareem, the most unbelievable thing about Kareem, and we'll get into this when he gets selected, is the most amazing thing that that guy ever did was win NBA Finals MVP 15 years apart. And that's insane. That's insane. That'll never be duplicated. It'll never be duplicated. So You don't uh, think Bron's got it when Bronny gets in the league? No. Uh, no. He, not right. that long. Not no, that big no, of a difference. 15's forever. No. All right. You're on the clock so, at four. Um, I talked about the center depth. Um, to me, Kareem's the third best player ever. So I don't want to disrespect him by not taking him. But I'm not going to take him. But you're because, disrespecting him by not taking him. Because centers and power forwards is so many. There's so many. Wow. So what I'm going to do, what I'm going to do is I'm going to go and I'm going to take a guy. I'm going to take a guy that is going to, I'm going to take a guy that's going to be able to match Michael blow for blow. So I'm going to go with Kobe here. And because I have LeBron, I need the killer instinct of someone like Kobe. So I'm going with Kobe. Wow. Uh, from a strategic perspective, not the best pick because I can't take Kobe. So you could have left him. I already have my shooting guard. He can't you can go guard on your bench. You can go guard on your bench. What, you're going to put Kobe on the bench? That's, that's your team I'm chemistry? Not, that's I'm your not. team He's chemistry? standing hey, next to LeBron. Hey, and, and when, Michael decides, when Michael decides he's going to go berserk and he's going to tongue out and the whole thing, Kobe's going to be right there with him doing the same thing. So, well, yes, I'm going with Kobe. Well, only, only if he has Shaq or... Pau Gasol Next. holding his hand again. Oh, don't even go there. Don't even go there. I, listen, no disrespects. I love the guy. Love his competitiveness. Uh, and obviously, he's not here anymore. So, you know, a bit of a somber moment there. But um, I'm on the clock. I'm on the clock. Last note on Kobe while you're on the <laughs> clock, while you're thinking this over. I'm not. I have my pick. I was for dramatic effect. On planet Earth, on planet Earth, do you feel like if you're in a matchup against Michael Jordan, can score with him shot for shot? Yes, there is one. Yes. Who is it? I'm not going to say because I hope I want to get him later. If it's James Harden, I'm No, stop up. it. Stop it. No, no. Uh, I'm going to take Larry Bird to be my small forward. I know that I don't have to take one right now, but I'm going to take Larry. Absolute, absolute winner. Again, I have to build a team that is going to mesh. They were all in the same era. They all played on the dream team together. Their competitive nature is second to none. Second to none. He is an all-time passer. One of the greatest scorers. Obviously, he played in an era that was different, right? You drop Larry Jesus Bird. Yeah, he's taking 10 threes again. Today's NBA? He's taking 10 threes again. See you later. Yeah. I'm taking Larry Bird, and I know... I'm sticking early 90s as a, as a 90s. I wanted to go Larry Bird, but... I know, you can't. I know, and I took him anyway. And, and I'm doing this because I, I want to see who you take at center or power forward. Because that that's going to be interesting. So right now, I'm sitting with Magic Johnson, Michael Jordan, Michael Jeffrey Jordan, and Larry Bird. Yeah, this isn't off to a great start. Um, I never intended to let you have all three of those guys. Are, you, t are you taking Steph Curry here? I thought about it. <laughs> I thought about it. I thought about it. Because, and I'll get into it when I take him, because he, he, will, he will break you. He breaks opposing defenses. Not if I put him on my bench. Magic traditionally, Magic traditionally really struggled with smaller guards. Isaiah used to cook magic. Used to cook magic. Stop it. It was so, in, the early, in the early 90s. Magic was already past his athletic prime. Enough. But Curry, peak Curry, peak magic. Peak Curry would cook magic. Okay? And uh, on the other way, I, I'm sure. That's fine. You know who's going, over to, guard, is, you know who's going over to guard to Steph Curry? Michael Jordan is going off, over to guard Steph Curry while magic checks Kobe. That's what's happening. Good luck with that. Good luck with that. I'm, let me know how that that's goes. That's fine. And we'll see you on the yeah, other Yeah, let end. me know how that goes. We'll see when you, Kobe goes for 80... Okay, let me know how that goes. Are you picking well, Steph next. Curry so then I could pick on him every time in the pick and roll? Are you picking so Steph Curry? I'm going next, um, and I'm still probably going to hold off on center for now. Um, but at power forward, 
I'm going to go with Kevin Durant. Oh, no. So I'm going to go with Kevin Durant because, again, Tim Duncan is the greatest power forward ever. You, I can't I, believe guys it. Guys like Charles Barkley, Kevin Garnett, those guys are, again, they're all, all, all timers. I'm trying to win. They're all, all of these guys are all timers. I'm trying to win. I'm trying to win. When it's all said and done, when it's all said and done, we're going to look at Kevin Durant and we're going to talk about him as if he's the third best forward to ever walk the planet. Wait, so wait, wait, wait. I'm talking what, about what position is he playing? He's going to play him or LeBron play power forward. Who gives That's, a shit? All right. all right. Good. That's what I'm going with. So, so you're you going, go. You're going Kevin Durant. Mm-hmm. You're going Kevin Durant. I'm going to take Kareem. I'm going to take Kareem. Um, third best player of all time. Unstoppable scorer. Uh, again, I can't speak to his defense. I, I don't know. Okay, I'll be first one to admit. I never watched the dude play a game at his absolute peak. But I know that he was described as extremely athletic, incredibly, incredibly intelligent. And you have to be to score that many points. And he was not just, not just a scorer. He was a great facilitator as well. A great facilitator as well. He's averaging in the years that I'm taking him at least five assists. His rebounding totals are north of 16 while always averaging 30, between 30 and 34 points. So uh, the, the wait Absolute is animal. over. The animal. wait is over. I'm taking Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. He is going to be my center okay. to pair with Larry Bird, Michael Jordan, and Magic Johnson. Again, a bit of a late 80s, early 90s bias. I haven't gone this Team's way. Loaded. Team's loaded. Well, a, a, but Ian, both of our teams are going to be loaded. They're both so, loaded. You're looking at Kobe, LeBron, and Kevin Durant. I, they're both going to be loaded. And the most oh, fun part of this... My team's going to cook. Uh, yeah. We're going to cook. Yeah, well... So then this is the interesting part, because you got to guard Kareem. And there's only one guy that you can pick here that can guard Kareem. All, I'd, say, I'd say two guys. I'd say two guys. I know you're going to say Hakeem, too, but... To me, to me... Well, Hakeem... Other than Bill Russell, okay, other than Bill Russell, you could honestly look at Akeem and, think, and, and say he's maybe the best defensive center we've seen. The guy, unbelievable. I am the biggest Hakeem guy going. I'm the yes, biggest Hakeem guy I going. I know, I know. So I have a ton of scoring. Um, I need, I think, my team's a little too nice. I think team's a little too nice. So... Uh, I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with Big Diesel. I'm gonna go with Shaq at center. Uh, my team's a little nice. Team's a little nice. So Shaq and add- Kobe on the same team again. Yeah. What, yeah they, just, they did win three rings after all. Just, okay. So that's what I'm going with. I'm gonna go with Shaq um, there. I wanted to go Duncan. I wanted to go Hakeem. But my team needs as as Stephen Jackson once so eloquently said, we need some nasty. So Big Diesel gives me some nasty. Um, when, you talk, when you talk about Shaq, you know, people say he, it's got to the point with him where he's criminally underrated. It's, it's, it's criminal now. You know, um, from 1992 through 2003, we're just talking about an insane stretch. 27, 12, three assists, three blocks, just unbelievable. And we're talking about a guy who, at the end of games, was getting fouled. Who so, you ta- what, which Shaq are you taking? So, which Shaq are you like? So, Lakers? Or, or if I need to check Kareem, I'm going to go with early Lakers Shaq um, because I need someone. Orlando Shaq is, oddly enough, it's crazy to say this, he's too small. So if I get bigger body Shaq, Kareem could be as good as Kareem was. If he's going to give it to Shaq on one end, Shaq is going to bully that dude on the other. Okay, so now it's me. We're left with power forward. The best power forward of all time is Tim Duncan. We've Correct. already acknowledged this. It's, he is. He is. I'm going to take Kevin Garnett. Need some nasty. Oh, I have nasty. I just can't have Kareem and Tim playing beside each other. I just can't have that. So I'm going to have four players. Well, Garnett screams to me as a guy that he, his 18 footer is, is automatic. 
It's automatically money. it's automatically a twenty three footer in today's game. That's that's my point. Right. So I think that he grows into that. And listen, I know that Tim was automatic from eighteen feet too. You t- you take him today, he is going to hit that three point shot. I just I just want a little bit more athleticism. I want a little bit more. You come and play us, it's going to be a problem, right? Le- the LeBron you picked at least has that. You also have, you know, I'm going to have Kevin Garnett or subtweeting Kevin Durant through the entire playoff series. That's what's going to yeah, happen. Yeah, so, I, I don't love that. I, I think uh, I, I, worry about, I worry about how Durant's going to handle Garnett, honestly, verbally abusing him. Um, but Durant, no, it, no, on the court, they're fun. is such the court, a baller. Like, and He's that's so good. He's so good. So far with my roster, we're going to score like 200 points a game. Yeah, well, listen, not against my defense or not. And I thought – I really thought Barkley here. I thought about Dirk too. Um, two ballers. And then Duncan's the pick, but I'm, I'm going to take, take Kevin Garnett, and I'm going to have Magic and Jordan and Bird, an underrated defender, absolutely underrated defender, Agreed. and Kevin Garnett just – Hounding Animal. everybody. And again, Animal. I need- that guy should have like three defensive player of the years. And like, because Garnett I, was unbelievable. Because I have Bird, I, that's why I couldn't go Timmy. And it's just because then I just got, the, they're just not, they're not quick enough, right? Now we're talking about a, a guy in Tim Duncan who's won, who's won a f- 15 all defensive player uh, peak, teams. peak athlete Duncan. No, he, again, very athletic. Man. But I'm going to take the switchability. The understanding that in this day and age, Kevin Garnett can absolutely stretch the floor. So I know that he's going to be able to do that. And I know that he can kick, get to the basket, and just be an absolute nuisance and a problem. I am taking Kevin Garnett. So my starting five is going to be Magic Johnson, Michael Jordan, Larry Bird, Kevin Garnett, and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Ian, who is going to be your point guard? Are you going for a reserve here? So I'm going to take a point guard. um, And... To me, this particular guard is the best guard we've seen since Kobe Bryant. I believe that when it's all said and done, we're going to be talking about him as the second best point guard ever. And we're talking about someone who broke the game, literally broke the game. So not Raymond Felton. Not Raymond Felton, uh, not Sebastian Telfair. We're going with Stephen Curry. And look, like we have some weird team dynamics right now. You know, I, I don't love that. The Kobe Shaq thing, don't love, okay, in hindsight. The Curry Durant thing, I don't know if they're friends. We'd have to ask Draymond. Um, and then LeBron, like if it doesn't go well, it's just going to like subtweet them all. So um, it's either we're either going to score like 400 points a game and cook you, or it's going to be a dumpster fire. But um, I love the versatility. I love the switchability, and we're going to cook. We are going to cook. And, I'm, you know, the, if you have to guard a Curry-Shack pick and roll with Durant, LeBron, and Kobe flanking, good luck with that. I don't care if you have five Michael Jordans. All right, so this is one thing we didn't discuss. We said that it was just going to be a straight snake draft. So this would be my pick. Do you want to go all-star game? all-star game rules where you now get the pick, but I think we just keep it with the snake. Um, I mean, I got guys in mind, but no, go ahead. Tim Duncan. He's going to be my center off the bench. Balls. That's yeah. what I wanted. He's coming to, to, he's coming to the big, bad bellows. That's who he's coming to. The big, bad bellows. Kev, Tim Duncan, the best power forward of all time is going to play center on my team. He's going to play center on my team and he's coming off the bench Oh, my God. He's coming off the bench. Jeez. All right, Ian. Your pick. Who are you taking with your first reserve? With my first reserve, um, it's funny. You know, like, we think now, like, small forward is very much the, you know, point guard in a sense. But small forward is very much like the chances are if you want to win a title, your best player plays this position. And back in the day – with, you know, teams were always looking for centers. Uh, Knicks with Patrick Ewing. uh, Spurs, David Robinson. 
you know, on and on down, Hakeem Olajuwon. Hakeem going, yep, like, yep. On and on down the line, right? So Yeah, Kwame Brown. The game has changed. The game has changed. You know, you need a point guard. We're sort of flooded with point guards at the moment, but small forwards are the places to go. Oddly enough, when you look at, like, the all-time small forwards, it's, it's not like – you know, it's not like centers or, or, uh, or point guards are, where you feel like there's 20 guys you can pick from. Um, so after that long-winded sort of anecdote, I am going to go with Kawhi Leonard to be my wing off the bench. Very good. And because if all goes to shit and we get down, I'm just going to play Durant at center. Well, you can't, but that's fine. No, in the, in the game, in the actual game. Well, I have a feeling who your coach is going to be, and I'll tell you who he's not playing at center, and it's Kevin Durant. You don't know who my coach is going to be. Of course I know who your coach is going to be. You know, I, oh, so you took... You took... Kawhi Leonard. I think when we look back at Kawhi Leonard's career, there's not... The only wings that we're going to be talking about that are going to be better than that guy are the LeBron, Larrys, Durants. That's it. That's the list. So I have, a, three of them. I have a problem. I have a real problem. Because I can't take Isaiah. He can't oh, be on the team. He, no, because Michael would yell at you. No, no, he would yell at me. I'm not, I'm not Jerry Krause. I'm 6'6". Six, six. Like, I can lick my shoes. I, I can't take him. Like we're talking about building a team. I cannot have, well, my, team I would, cannot have yeah. my best player walking in, understanding that I picked a reserve who could cause chemistry issues, could be a problem, doesn't like me, didn't shake my hand. Well, that's good for me. Shit, it means Isaiah is coming to me. That sounds great. I'm taking Jerry West. Okay. I'm taking the logo. I am taking a 30-point-a-game score off the bench, averaging over seven assists and six rebounds. I'm taking Jerry West, who's a combo guard, all-star the entirety of his career, start to finish. And when he's done with this playoff series, he can help me rebuild my franchise. So I'm that, taking okay. Jerry West. I'm with that. The problem, my only issue with West is that I would argue that Wade's peak, like peak, peak Wade, is better. First off, we've only seen Wade play. So I'm going off of, uh, of some extra experts here, okay? I'm not going to pretend that, that I'm sitting back on my Saturdays after working all week at, a, at my other job, my only job, and being with my two kids and my two dogs to say, you know what I just did? I just sat down and I just watched Jerry West play in 1978. I, I'm not saying that. So I'm taking Jerry West. Jerry West is going to come off my bench. He didn't even play in 1978. That's how wrong that statement was. I'm excited. But I'm, I'm taking Jerry West. So I have I Tim Duncan and Jerry West on my bench. So before I make my next selection, for everyone out there, Whenever you're researching this stuff and you go to Basketball Reference, there's a tab that says nicknames. And before we get into my next selection, some of these nicknames are incredible. But they so, also don't exist. They're not so actually. LeBron. So one is L-Train. I, I, I've never heard one person call him that. Uh, Stephen Curry is threesists, which. That's fantastic. <laughs> I, think, I think, I don't think I've ever heard anyone say Say that's his nickname, but it is unbelievable. It's incredible. Um, who else? Uh, oh, oh, Charles Barkley, the Prince of Pizza, the Incredible Bulk. Princes? Those are both so good. So good. So good. So, right, so who are you taking? Um, I can wait on guard. Well, you can wait on Isaiah because I can't take him. This is hard. This is hard because if I really wanted to, you know – throw the wrench and everything i just take anthony davis um that would be ridiculous the fact if you don't take this player so the guy i'm gonna take the guy i'm gonna take is because of the dynamics of my roster with uh durant 
Curry, how's that relationship? Shaq, Kobe, we know how that relationship was. I need someone that's going to bring it all together. So to me, I'm taking a center, and it was between one of two guys. It was either going to be Hakeem or it's going to be this guy. So I'm going with the ultimate, ultimate winner. I'm going with Bill Russell. Obviously, you weren't. Fat. He should have gone. He should have gone much earlier. Um, I need some defense. I need intangibles. I need a winner. And we're talking about a guy with 11 titles in 13 years. Unbelievable player. Unbelievable person. Bill Russell. Bill Russell. And the fact that I'm getting him here, home run. I agree. I 100% agree with you. So, and that was one I, I was thinking about him over Tim Duncan. Uh, Bill Russell as, as, yeah, it's just, I like Duncan's versatility. Excuse me. I like Duncan's versatility. To me, that, that was going to help my team more. So, I got one spot left. I got one spot left and I need a forward. Okay. Let's give a quick recap before we get to the last reserve spot and Ian's towel waving. So we have, uh, we have, have the, so many guys in mind. We have the big baller bellows with Magic Johnson, Michael Jordan, Larry Bird, Kevin Garnett, and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar with Jerry West and Tim Duncan coming off the bench. On the losing team, we have Steph Curry, Kobe Bryant, LeBron James, Kevin Durant, and Shaquille O'Neal with... And you have Kawhi coming off the bench, and now Bill Russell. That. <laughs> oh God! Oh my God! The the claw and the, the the best winner of all time in basketball. I'm gonna take Scotty. I thought about Giannis. I thought about about AD. We're gonna look back at Giannis's career, and he's gonna be better than Scotty. I agree with you, but we, we can only look now. We can only look now, and the guy still can't hit free throws, and still can't hit a three. But he is. Incredible. I am going to take Scotty. And again, this comes down to chemistry. Like, no. The best part is, I have the better version. I have, I have what I have the better version of Scotty. Yeah, but do you know that 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 he's going to enjoy sitting on the bench and coming off? Do you know that? You know what I know? I know Scotty Pippen is okay being second best. My coach is going to make sure he's okay. Well, guess who gets to pick their coach first, and that's going to be you. And I have his play. Well, I guess you have two of his players as well. That's why I know who your coach is. I'm taking Scottie Pippen. Okay. I'm taking Scottie Pippen because I know that if he was the last pick in this draft, he would take it and he would hone on it and he'd be the best version of himself when it came out of it. And, and yes, he'd sit I'm on getting... the bench. He'd sit on the bench and he's not, not check in. The... On the... And he's he's not che- he wouldn't check. He wouldn't check in the game because he won't get the ball. Yes, he will. He will when Larry Bird has to sit. He's coming in the game. I'm taking Scottie Pippen. I am taking Scottie Pippen. I really wanted to take Giannis. And the fact that Dirk is still here is ridiculous. The fact that Charles Barkley is still here Chuck. is ridiculous. I, Chuck is just – I'm taking Scottie Pippen. Take if Scottie. I had a forward spot left, I would have gone with Barkley. I know. Because um, Barkley's career is remarkable. He – the Houston years, the problem with the Houston years is that when it was over, it was over. Yes. I think part of that, you know, could have been, you know, we got older, but you know, a guy, when a guy is teetering with weight, like you saw with Shaq, when a guy's teetering with weight, it gets dicey and they get old fast. That's why guys like LeBron, uh, guys like Kobe, those guys, the guys that, that even with Michael, like Michael was an alien. But he wasn't exactly always looking after his body necessarily in the way that guys like LeBron are. So oh, he did you know, it. I he think did that, and I think that's what. Go ahead. I think that's what happened with Barkley a little bit. But his Phoenix years. No, Barkley's peak years, is not close to Scotty's. Barkley's peak is better. It's agreed. better. It's not it's even close. Just better. But what I need out of my eighth man, I'm going to get from Scotty. But oddly enough, oddly enough, I need a big guy. I need a big guy because I'm kind of little-ish. But that's not the rules we're going with. That's okay. So I have a guard left, and the peak should be Isaiah. The problem is I'm a little tiny. Oh, my God. You're going to go clay. No, I'm not going to go clay. Although there is nobody in the history of the sport. There's nobody in the history of the sport that can fit in more seamlessly with any roster from any time period ever. I agree 100%. Him, right? And look, 
Clay is my all-time, one of my all-time, all-time favorites. Um, again, the, the pick is Isaiah. I'm just worried I'm little at guard then. No, fuck it. I'm not overthinking it. It's Isaiah. What am I doing? <laughs> what am I doing? I'm going to go Dwayne Wade instead? Come on. I Look, Michael Jordan may have been stupid enough to leave Isaiah off the dream team. I'm not going to do that to him on my dream team. It is Isaiah. And the thing with Isaiah was he, you know, everyone praises Iverson for being this small guy who was a warrior amongst the trees. And that's, there's no doubt. But Allen Iverson is the remix of what Isaiah was. Isaiah is the original. And Isaiah from, the thing with Isaiah too was that when it was over, it was over. He tore his Achilles and that was that. You know, he was retired by 32. You know, but the best part about Isaiah is that the whole game, he would distribute. He would get his teammates involved. He'd play tough defense. And then when it came down to it in the fourth quarter, it's like, I'm ready. Let's go. So his scoring numbers will never really blow you away. I think his highest was probably 22, 23 a game. Doesn't but matter. His, his overall game, and yep. by the way, yep. the most underrated part of Isaiah Thomas's game was how tight his handle was. Ooh, that guy had a tight handle. It's right. Isaiah. Let's go. So your team is complete. <clears throat> so here's the team. Hold, so, hold, hold on. Before we get there, you know what, Ian? Go ahead. Read the team. So the team is Curry, Kobe Bryant, LeBron James, Kevin Durant, Shaquille O'Neal. That's the starting five. Off the bench, the other valuable part about having Isaiah is that Michael fucking hates that guy. So yeah, because he won't his- he won't get up for that. He won't look across the, the at the bench and go. By the way, Isaiah Thomas is coming off the bench. Ah, I'm gonna. Ah, use and that. so is Kawhi. Hey, go check Mike for me there, Claw. Then the bench is Isaiah, Kawhi, and Bill Russell. Loaded. Bill being on the bench is ridiculous. Loaded. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Uh, Big Baller Bellows, Magic Johnson, Michael Jordan, Larry Bird, Kevin Garnett, and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Off the bench, Jerry West, Scottie Pippen, and Tim Duncan. Yeah. Loaded. They were both going to be loaded. These are all-time players. So before we get to the towel waivers, because I took an interesting twist on this one, you get your pick of coach. Do you have any idea how bad I wanted to go Nick Nurse here? I know. Of course I know. Like, no, no, no. Bias, bias aside, I love that guy. And I think he can make anything work. My coach, to me, isn't the greatest. To me, the greatest coaches of all time in some order are Red Auerbach, Phil Jackson, and Greg Popovich. Yes. So those, to me, are the three. Everyone else is sort of in, a, in another tier. Yep. So, um, I believe Red's probably the best coach of all time. Um, it's yeah, just so close. Know. We don't know. It's so close. It's so close. You know, Phil was the ultimate winner. I'm going with Popovich. The, the <sighs> reason I want to go with Popovich is because what Greg's going to do is he is going to make, he's going to make adjustments and he's going to build the team on the fly. The beauty of what the Spurs have done is they started as a – ground and pound massive massive line. on the yes. block yep. Yep. you know pound it down there when they won in 2014 against the heat it was beautiful ball movement running the floor shooting Boris Dio has never been more important in his life Danny the Danny Greens in the world it, sorry, the Gary Neal's of the world in his professional life personal all life those, obviously different yeah all those guys and it was beautiful and the beauty of Popovich is that I know first of all I know I'm going to get a guy who's going to who's going to demand greatness from his players but he's also going to love them. And I know with Popovich, I'm getting someone who's socially aware, he gets it, and I know that he's going to get the best out of my players. Now, how that's going to go with Kawhi? I don't know. I don't know that Kawhi's beat No, you're fine. You can you can you know cuz you can take the peak Kawhi of being if you wanted to, you can look at it as being that uh, – what was the year that the race was between Kawhi, Westbrook, and Harden before Pachulia stepped under his leg? When, that, that when was, Kawhi had his – that was before he – I think that was 2017? 
2017 was his last year with the Spurs. Yeah, and he should have been the MVP Checking. that year, in Correct. my opinion. 2017, so, 2018. So, so, no, they're fine. Hey, don't worry about that part of it. That's Popovich. That's what I'm going with. I thought you were taking Phil. I thought you were taking Phil. I did. So I'll take Phil. I'll take Phil in his, what, 14 championships? I'll take Phil. As a coach? 10. No, but I'm telling you, no, no. He had six in Chicago. Three in LA. Four, five, oh, five in LA. Five in LA. 11, 11, and and I think he had two as a player. He did. So we're talking about, I'm taking his championships. I'm taking him 13. as a coach. And he's coming with me. So I'm taking, I'm, 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 take, I'm taking Phil. So, and we got Michael and Scotty on this team already. Um, I think that he fits the era of what I'm trying well, to do. Well, the beauty here. is with Phil is that even if Mike is going crazy, he's always going to get Mike to buy in. And that's what I need from my best player who's going to yep. kill your team. So, who's your towel waiver? Let's go. So, when researching the great towel waivers, um, you're talking about guys like Brian Scalabrini, guys like that. Um, to me, there's, and this is a big shout out. Whenever you all get time, Google the 2018 Nebraska men's basketball team. Unbelievable bench celebrations. But um, I feel like any Warriors team, with the exception of the last two Durant years, um, part of being a, a, a good bench guy normally is being on good teams because they just fit. So um, thought about guys like Scalabrini. I also thought of Norris Cole. Uh, remember when Ray Allen hit the shot in 2013? Bosch kicks it out to him. Norris yep. Cole is jumping up and down, going crazy. Also thought of Jordan Lloyd. Um, I, I great, knew you were going to. <laughs> who was great during the Kawhi years. Yeah, but they didn't, um, yeah, it's different. Yeah. Or the Kawhi year, I should say. Um, I'm going to go with Kent Bazemore. And really? I love Kent Bazemore. If you look back at his uh one and a half year stint with the Warriors this is Mark Jackson years this is before Kerr came in and changed the game Bays was everything and he brought that entire bench alive they started doing you know the three on the arm thing I'm going with Baysmore. so I cheated I took a player that isn't going to wave a towel ever ever but it's going to be the best teammate that you can have and you are going to hate seeing him on the bench every single game. I took Charles Oakley. Charles Oakley is going to be my towel waiver. And if anyone's going to get him to wave a towel. It's Mike. It's Michael. I feel like you cheated a little bit. I sure did. I don't care. It's a ninth man. I took Charles Oakley. I took Charles Oakley. So then if one of your guys gets a mouth, I actually thought about, uh, if we're talking modern day, you and I have been very lucky that we've been able to go to a lot of games and be up close. I thought of Jamal McGlure. I've never seen a coach. Yeah, he's awesome. Oh, I've never seen guy a coach. The guy needs to project plays and yell at the center. Through a, a cup. Guy's got a freaking cup out there. Unbelievable. I've, I've never seen that. And, and yet. Always wants to fight the other team. Always. I, I love it. I, and that's what I'm taking. I'm taking some 90s mentality. I was going to go Jamal McGlure. I really wanted to. Because I know that that guy would wave a towel for his team. I don't think Oak's going to pick up a towel and wave it for his team. I just think that behind the scenes, he's going to be everything that that team needs. And if. Someone steps out of line. Here comes Oak, baby. Let's go. So, these are the, are the teams. We've already gone through the rosters. Your roster, your dream team is filled in with Greg Popovich. Mine is filled in with Phil Jackson. Our towel waivers, or ultimate teammates, as I changed it to, turn out to be, yeah, I cheated. I got Oakley. And you have Kent Bazemore. Love so, these. We'll see, in, we'll see in the tunnel towards the locker room. So that's it for the all-time redraft. This was a lot of fun, buddy. This was a lot of fun. Hey, and make sure, make sure you guys, you know, if you guys have thoughts, um, if you guys, you know, want to vote and see who would win. I'm going to put the team up. I'm put gonna, your thoughts out there. I wanna I'm going to put the team up on Saturday. I'll let pe- people have an opportunity to take a listen to the podcast, get involved, and then I'll put up a vote on Saturday. Obviously, hit us up in comments. We're now available on Spotify. Our Instagram is open. Just make sure that you hit us up. Uh, we want to know what you thought. And honestly, guys, like any, any ideas you have, just shoot them over to us. We're, we're willing to argue about anything. So before we go, Ian, this was our second episode, if you don't count the trailer. Get any feedback on the first one? Anything you want to share with the people? Uh, I did get some feedback um, from a parent. 
that I cursed too much. Um, so I did tone that back. I don't think I cursed once, which was hard because when we're talking about this stuff, it's, I think of it like we're at the bar and you know, we're, you know, shooting the shit up. I, <laughs> damn it. But that's how I feel. That's how it feels. It feels no, like, I, and, and you know, when you're at the bar and you're hanging out, it, it, you let stuff fly. So I made a concerted effort to make a change on that because, um, I love my parents. Yeah, well, I got, I got texts from people that said that they loved your language. So maybe we can find a happy medium. I think, yeah. um, I think earlier on, you know, when I did a GFY to, the, to Major League Baseball last, uh, last episode, probably not the best, best use of my language skills. But yeah, it, the, the, the same parent, he is a big fan. He, he'll was be very, he was very supportive of us. You know, it was our dad. And he, uh, you know, he, obviously he was proud. What's his deal with PTI though? Why does he need us to have bells? Like, what's going on there? I know he wants it to be like quick hitters. Like, we're not Tony Kornheiser and Mike Wilbon. Like, we're just out here talking. What's his deal with PTI? Loves it. Well, he might not be wrong because they sure have something going for them. Something that we well, don't. Well, we know he's voting for my team because I have Isaiah on it and he hates Michael Jordan. He so sure that's does. one vote on my side. Yeah, but what he doesn't know is you have Kyle Dubas as a GM. So we're going to end it right there, everybody. Thank you again for listening to another edition of the From the Stands podcast. Once again, I'm Sean, my brother Ian, signing off. We'll see you Stay next safe time. out there, fam. Love you.